Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the essential sessions to know your fire and share your flame. Today we have a very special guest, Jamie Cato. He's an author, musician, messiah, filmmaker, and it's an honor to have him here. Welcome, James. Thank you for inviting me. So I saw a post from James talking about being your all your full mess upfront without being afraid of it. Like, like I don't know if that's about confidence or about um, trust, but I I want him to tell us more about that. How come? you can be comfortable with being a mess. If we are like societally educated on getting our shit together and fixing our mess and being like our best version and become enlightened. Well, I didn't say it was always comfortable, but I will say that it's always giving us the deeper connection and intimacy, which we want. If we can all agree that we all desire a deeper connection and intimacy with the other humans, if we can agree about that, then we look at our lives and this um, superficial belief that I have to look beautiful all the time, I have to look strong, I have to have it together. That's the way people will love me. Mm -hmm. But do you really only love people who are beautiful and strong? No, it's a totally false belief. Um, And because we have this belief, and as in our childhood, you know, people say, don't cry and show your best, be everything you can be, all this stuff. And everybody on Instagram has a different filter to hide their wrinkles or their spots or their whatever. Um, this culture of hiding. The truth is that a human being, all of us, We have confidence sometimes, insecurity other times. We look beautiful some days, we look terrible other days, or at least we think we do. We are generous sometimes, we are greedy other times. We are secure sometimes, we are needy other times. This is being a human. It doesn't matter if you're a guru or if you're a thief or if you're an artist or if you're a businessman or a mother or a dancer, every human being has this spectrum of humanity. And my belief is we come to here, to planet Earth, to have a full experience of that spectrum and to share with each other in intimacy and authenticity, transparency, all these different colors of the rainbow that we have. Now, if as we agreed at the beginning, we really want a deeper connection and intimacy with each other, it is going to reduce that possibility a lot if I only show you A, B, C, D, E, but I never show you F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S. You know, if I constantly make an edit to show you the, the brochure of Jamie, the shop window selling myself to you, and I'm insecure about that, then you will never really meet me. You will meet my mask, my superficial idea of what I think you will like. 
which is also a manipulation, which creates even more distance between us. So it doesn't take a lot of courage to realize this and also realize that, yes, some days I can cry, some days I can be a mess, some days I can want to hide, some days I am, I am available to, to show you all of it, and I want you to show, I feel more intimate with the people, and I trust the people that show me their mess and their less obviously attractive sides. I trust those people more. And it creates permission. If, if, I, am, if I am radiating permission, which I hope I do, if I'm radiating, even without directly saying it, if I'm radiating the, the fact I don't need you to edit yourself for me. I don't need you to pretend to be fine. I don't need you to do anything except be exactly as you are today. Oh, the oxygen that comes into the space. And therefore, I'm radiating permission. And when I'm like that with myself and I'm not wearing masks, it, it creates a field of energy. It creates an environment where everybody feels like that. It's infectious. So we are creating a family through all of our work and our music and films and workshops and books and all the people that I love that we work together, which is a lot, thousands and thousands, a lot of people who feel this way. It's creating a new world where we're not fake, we're not superficial, uh, we're not shallow, uh, we are intimate, and sometimes it's not comfortable, but it's it's real, and we don't try to fix each other. We're not trying to make it nice when it, when it gets difficult. We're going, ah, I can sit with you and breathe when it's not so nice, when it's not pretty. I don't need to quickly try and clear up the mess. I just be with you in the mess. And I know that next week you will be with me in the mess. And therefore we will have the deeper connection and the intimacy, which we all want. It feels really, really obvious to me. Like I, when I said, it's like my job is to go around the world stating the obvious, which everybody, I mean, I haven't said anything that you and me and everybody listening already knows. And I don't see why it has to take real courage because we imagine, oh no, I couldn't do it. But actually, anytime that you do do it, show yourself really. I mean, not to everybody, but to most people. Of course, you have to be careful who you expose your vulnerability to. It's not everybody in the world. You have to be sensitive and look after yourself. Every warrior has a sword but every warrior also has a shield and there's a time to have a shield. But with most people, cool people in your life, people you get, you know, you could show a lot more and they would probably really love you in it and welcome you. And it's not such a risk as everyone imagines. Can you give us like some um, keys or um, recommendations for, for the shield part? Um, well, if you're with somebody and you know that they are dismissive. Yeah, yeah, exactly that about knowing the context, because I have, it helped me a lot being a dancer and taking acting classes and like being more like transparent. But with, with this openness of presenting myself as I am has come like both the acceptance and a deeper intimacy and bonding, but it seems that these same, same aspects that make 
people connect with me as I am make other people reject me and yeah. and use that information against me so i like a lot this uh, transparency and the and intimacy but uh, there will be people i mean i don't know what you mean by use it against you do they really use it to attack does it really limit your life what they do yeah like my aunts talking about something i trusted <laughs> in the christmas dinner and yeah, so you have to you have to be discerning Yeah, you, so you have to be discerning. Could you give us like some some points about finding that discernment? Like, yes. How how, how can you how can you know if that person if you're really trusting that person or you're just not being discerning enough? Well, I mean, you can't ever fully know. Of course, there are some difficult people out there. Um, one thing is from their history. You know, my mother gave me some great advice, which was when you first become close with someone, look at how they are talking about the other people in their life mm. and how they're treating the other people, because soon that will be you. Um, so don't trust people who are really nice to you, but shitty to, every, to other people. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing is to live... And you're lucky if you're a dancer, you already have this, but anybody can do it, is to live quite an embodied life. So you're not only in your thinking and deciding and busy, busy, you breathe into your heart, you breathe into your belly, into your womb. And usually if you really place your feelings into your belly, into your womb, when you look at somebody, you, you know. Most of the time, you know. And, and you I think... It's probably true for you and maybe other people listening. When somebody does betray you or somebody does talk shit about you or do whatever, there's always a little part in your brain that's like, I fucking knew it. I, knew. I didn't listen to myself. Yeah, I played a part in that betrayal. I didn't listen to myself. Yeah, it, I, I like a lot what you say of having a, the sword and the shield and having that openness without losing your discernment. Yeah, I'm not saying we should go from zero to a hundred. I'm just saying we could go from, you know, now we're like 15. We could go from 15 to 19. <laughs> we yeah. could just do a little bit. And if 19 feels good, go to 22. <laughs> you know, I just think we can expand a little bit more than where we are. Uh, make it a process of connection and You say another key thing of that your mom told you, like, see how they talk about the other people, meaning really look at the other people to relate with them, not only focus on your feelings and your expression and your vulnerability and your messiness and your things, but also on, on the connection and the relation of how the other person is, is yeah. taking it. And on the other side of the spectrum, Don't decide somebody is not possible. It's not possible to connect just because once they were shitty. I'm shitty sometimes. You're shitty. Like we have people in the dungeon. We all have a little, you know, our own dungeons inside different levels of forgiveness or lack of forgiveness. I have people in my dungeon who were just annoying one day once. 
And often we decide somebody's an asshole just from one thing which happened with them. Now, maybe they were having a bad day or maybe they got bad news that day or they were tired. Like if everybody judged me on how I was that one time, I'd be fucked. Um, so like also as well as being careful, also don't be so careful that you keep people in the dungeon too long. Like uh, we have a game on one of the workshops where you take the keys and you walk through your own dungeons and you see who's in there and maybe if there's anybody who could possibly be let out. Restore the connection. Because also in the, in through by going through the difficulties is that you strengthen connections because having gone to, through an argument or through an, a difference and yeah, going to the other side means that you together found a way to integrate the difference of the other and not just be friends with people that are much like you or tell you say yes to everything that you say because that's like like narcissistic and I and also like yeah. you say if I, if we have a disagreement and we work it out or one of a, the fact that we took the risk to to go there to bother you know to go there shows is is a way to say i value you otherwise if i don't value you why do i need the diff I won't try, but if I tr if I'm trying harder to create peace together or to repair something, then that means I value you, and it's a good affirmation of strength of a relationship. You know, they say I don't know who they are, but they say um, you know in a in a couple or in a, in a relationship, it's not how often you fight; it's how quickly you repair. And the, the repairing is the, is the grace. Mm -hmm. It shows that after the trigger has gone down, after the drama is not so hot, hey, I, I realize I'm sorry, I was, I didn't mean to say that, I didn't mean it, or, oh, I'm sorry, or can you please be careful, that really hurt when you did this, or, you know, you get to the adult conversation after the children have calmed down inside. Yes, and it has to do with precisely showing up as you are with your mess with your bitchiness pickiness yes if i if i am in denial of my shadows and i'm always trying to hide them and i don't want you i don't want you to know that i am greedy needy angry scared whatever then i will keep fighting no i didn't i didn't say that no you know i will keep giving you denial because it's a technique to try and keep something hidden in the shadows. But if I'm willing to allow you to see some of my shadows, then I don't need to deny everything. I can go, yeah, I was being a bitch. I'm sorry about that. Bitch was coming through me. It happens sometimes. Not rather than getting up every day to, to proclaim I'm never a bitch. Of course I am sometimes. So are you. Um, so, it's, so it's really cool to like, say, yeah, I have things hidden away in the shadows. Shadow doesn't mean dark. The shadows are not my dark things. The shadows are my hidden things, hidden away in the shadows where no one can see them because I feel ashamed of them. Um, so it's important to not think that everything in the shadow is dark because we have hidden away 
some beautiful things in the shadows. Our comfort to be sexy and sensual for many people is hidden away. Um, so that their sensuality and sexuality is in the shadow. Our comfort to be excited to share my new idea. A lot of people very, oh, I don't want to sound arrogant. I don't want to take up space hidden away in the shadow. So many beautiful, natural, creative, sexy, important parts of us are hidden in the shadow, not just greedy, angry, scared, needy. Those are there too, because no, no one thinks those are attractive either. But there's a lot more than that in the shadow hidden away. And my job is to work with people and play with people um, to reclaim that treasure, to reclaim the sensuality and the sexiness, to reclaim the permission to tell you my excited idea, to reclaim my permission to cry and not feel ashamed, to reclaim the permission to be strong some days, vulnerable other days. These are basic human rights. And without them, how can you live a a good human life. It's impossible. Like This is a priority. This isn't just an extra little bit of self-help because I want to get enlightened. This is like the basics of being a person to me. I think it's like the center of life uh, looking at these things. Yes, it's welcoming the reality as you are, the totalness and really being unbound. Can you share with us a little exercise to get an experience of reclaiming the sensuality on our shadows? The sensuality? Yes. So, something, a taste, an inspiration perhaps. So, so we, the sensualists that are watching this, can well, get if you a, want to do a, something. a physical sense of yeah. what we've been Well, only about. with people that you really, really trust. Um, Starting alone, one thing you can do, which can be very tender, is to, th to think if there was ever a time where you felt a little ashamed of your sensuality. Maybe your aunt caught you kissing a boy and told you off and you felt that everyone in the family, you know, you felt ashamed. Or maybe even younger, you were on watching TV and sort of pulling it parts of yourself you know like little kids they just like touch themselves often maybe a grandmother came in and went oh stop that it's dirty or so you know like everybody has maybe one thing they can remember where their natural naked sensual self was suddenly not safe or was shameful and when you tune into that feeling it's almost like you can find this little frozen five-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old who lives inside. And you can go on a little journey, breathing gently to find them when you just by feeling the taste of them. Maybe you'll feel your throat close a little bit. You go, ah, you're in my throat. Hello. Or maybe in your solar plexus or in your belly. Somewhere you find them. They go, I'm here. I go, ah, oh, hi. Breathing gently. And you just say hi. And there's two of you. There's you, the lovely, wise, kind adult, and them who's been sitting afraid in the corner somewhere in your body. And you, first of all, it's a very, very big step, even just to do that and welcome them and just say hi. That's all. Just hi. 
I'm here. I'm here to feel your feelings with you. There's nowhere else I would prefer to be than here with you right now. Just that first thing is huge. If you want to go even deeper, you can say, what happened? What happened that made you feel you'll have to hide over here? Was there anything unjust or difficult or unfair that happened? Painful. Where is the pain in your body? Can we breathe there together and feel it? Maybe have a little cry. And then you say to them, hey, I know you think it's 1997, but actually it's 2022 now and we're safe. We have good friends who are also sensual. No one's going to laugh at you anymore. No one's going to tell you you're dirty. It's not the 90s. You're not 13. Um, would you like to come and be with me today and join the present moment where it's safe? And every day you go and say hi to them. And eventually, like the fox in The Little Prince, uh, they will come and hold your hand, and you can go for a walk and have an ice cream. You don't have to do anything really sensual. Or they can have a bath with you, listen to some music, and enjoy the fact that you have a lovely grown-up bathroom. Um, and little step by little step, maybe they might join you on a date in a few weeks or a few months. If you, It depends on the speed. And the most important thing with these parts inside us is that we are not in such a hurry that we are like looking at our watch, thinking it should be quicker. We, if a man treated you that way, suddenly you would be like, me too, you know, not okay. Um, you mustn't treat yourself like the patriarchy. We must treat ourselves so that every vulnerable part, not just in sensuality, in all the parts we to do these games, it always has to be consensual. So if you, for example, have a little part that is scared to go to the party, you don't go, no, I have to go to parties. I can't sit at home all the time. Come on, let's go. You don't push little children to these places. You ask them, hey, look, I really want to go to this party. Is there any way we could do this that would feel safe or safer for you? And you listen. Everything's always about listening, curiosity, listening. And you listen. And you hear silence. And then you hear a little voice say, could we leave early if I don't like it? Yes, of course. If you don't like it, we'll leave. Okay. And then when you go to the party, it's consensual, and the little part knows that you care about their feelings and their boundaries. It's consent. All these kinds of things, just to treat these places very slowly, very gently, very lovingly, with curiosity, no rushing, and they all want to come home. The natural part, the natural state of a human is to be in a state of healing and coming back to wholeness. So you don't need to create some big scientific formula. It's not complicated. You just need to open the door and say, hi, would you like to come? Just like dealing with a small child. We don't hurry them. You encourage them. You smile. And yes, it's not a complicated thing. And it doesn't really take a lot of courage. It is actually very tender and beautiful. And once you've done it once, you go, fuck, I've got a whole family of little children inside me from different places in my life. I need to go and get all of them and bring the, bring 
bring the team home, you know, bring my family back. Bring the, the forgotten aspects of ourselves in the shadows, but that they remain there, like still operating. And they, if you don't go and get them, then they will just, they will from the other side of the curtain, they will make you turn left, not right, but you won't know why. That's why it's good to go there, because if you don't, then you won't know why you don't want to go to the party. You'll just feel tired. They're very sneaky. Why am I feeling tired? I have no reason to feel tired. I slept okay last night. I haven't had a busy day. I'm tired because part of me is like, thinks it's protecting me. It goes quick, make her feel tired. Yeah, that tiredness comes from 20 years ago. <laughs> And it comes from a strategy today to protect you from risking going to the party because that part of you imagines that it's risk. As it was. So it's bringing all of yourself to the present and to the... To the and slowly, very slowly, very gradually, very respectfully. Beautiful. So that's something you can do. Yeah. That's a and then idea. another nice thing, sensually, when you find one of them and you have a little contact, you don't go too far, just a little, then you can put on some soft, gentle music and slow dance with them into your heart, rubbing your heart, and just slow dance with the little one. And they love it. Great. We should all do that, sensualists. Wonderful, Jamie. This has been very um, tenderly accepting sensual session to, mm. to bring parts of ourselves, reclaim them. Come and join in with our stuff. Everybody's welcome. Yes. Where can we all know more about your work? Well, if you sign up for my, my now's letter at jamiecato.com, Um, there's some things. There's a thing called Game Changer, which is a six-month journey with a, a closed group, which is beautiful, like a family. You make new family with people doing, you know, talking about like this. There's a teacher training to facilitate this stuff. There is a thing called the Lovely Gathering twice a week, which is a free group just to come and hang out and chat and read poems and talk about the mess and how we're doing <laughs> sometimes there's other events and workshops it's all yeah if you sign up um, it should all it should all be there and i'm on instagram and facebook and very easy to find jamie or james Cato? jamie jamie with double m or one m or one m j-a-m-i-e-c-a-t-t-o dot com yeah go find jamie there thank you so much Thanks for having me. Lots of love to you. And thank you, Sensualists, for being here. Take care. Remember to know your fire so you can share your flame. And if you're not already subscribed to the Sensual emails, come to centrodepoder.com and join. See you next time.